you have six seconds. A hopefully entertaining D&D podcast. Hello, my name is Jethro. I will be your dungeon master for today. With me, I have Dan Ariola. Hi, I'm Dan. I play Gumbo McGucket, a chronology wizard. A bit of a prodigy, and he's a he's a fun guy. Keg Alvarez. Hi, I'm Keg Alvarez. I play Lokir Alvinson. I'm the person who makes pew pew with his hand. Mango Aberin. Hi guys, I'm Mango Aberin, and I'm using this mess, this group's monk. And so fantastic. I am Isaac Moth, the greatest of all time goat slayer. I am two goat slayer. <laughs> You're so proud of that joke. I am a goat goat slayer. <laughs> now, but I make you Last time we left off, the party had encountered a bit of trouble during their times enjoying the traveling circus that had passed by the small town of Taverpath. Traveling circuses uh, roamed the land of Hewaldan and uh, one just so happened to be in this small little town. Unfortunately, after the festivities were mostly underway during the finale of tonight's uh, festivities, something went wrong. The party isn't quite sure what it is yet, but it appears the animals that have been like uh, stored by the circus for entertainment against their the circus gladiator had broken free. The gladiator themselves is nowhere to be seen, neither is there any kind of security, and because, you know, evil creatures are scary, the most of the town sort of ran away screaming. Fortunately, our four heroes are made of stronger stuff, and with hopes of protecting the nearby uh, townsfolk, they fought. They fought these uh, three goat-like creatures that had been mutated by magic in some form. And with that, actually, and with that, they won. They eventually succeeded. And that is where we end. That's where we ended the last episode. Right now, all four of you are standing in this central sort of sand pit that makes up the what is the equivalent of the stage of this makeshift like this massive massive circus tent around you are now empty sort of makeshift wooden seats and things where the audience would have sat the the tent itself is now empty but the you can hear around you outside of the tent and you can sort of see the silhouettes and shadows of chaos and fear and confusion these are quiet townsfolk they live a quiet life so any kind of excitement that isn't safe excitement is going to throw them in a bit of a you know loop what do you do oh uh, this mess is uh grabbing his like just punctured stomach and he's like just asking people can anyone heal me right now i'm about to die and he's like just like grunting on the floor kneeling down He's like asking everyone right now. Just going around. Yeah, uh, the fight was not exactly kind on Dismas. I think out of all four of the adventurers here, Dismas is the one that was the most damaged. You are currently, you can feel like blood just gushing out of this massive horn wound that as the goat had like lacerated your the side of your stomach. Fortunately, it does not appear you are in immediate danger of dying, but if you do not get help fast, you are in real danger of, at best, passing out and at worst, dying of blood loss. So you need some assistance. The rest of you um, also see I... this monk figure just 
asking for help. I, I raise my hand and say that I can heal you, but don't make this. Don't make it a habit of asking for my healing, because I am not a healing cleric. I just take off my, my cloak and just show him the the hole in my uh, my stuff. Like, please, please, it hurts. Yeah, uh, Dismas, you are, yeah, you open up, you open up your monk robes and things. The, the person that you see before you, the person that had uh, talked to you, um, is is very you can tell that they are of noble stature the way they carry themselves the clothing their weaponry very clearly someone with wealth although perhaps not as ostentatious as the other nobles you've met in your time as a monk okay. oh hi well I'm, I was, I'm in the back line right like while while they're like uh healing yes you are yeah um i I head over to Gumball and like I introduce myself and like I say, um, hey, aren't you Gumball? Did you just study in that university? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, weren't we classmates in a what was that in intermediate abjuration under? Yeah, I don't know if you like completely remember me, but like I'm that guy who kept on stealing your pen. Uh, I mean, the professor's got a surplus of those pens, so I don't really mind. Yeah, it's, it's funny running, in, running into you here, so... Wanna grab a drink? Uh, I'd like both of you to roll me intelligence checks, just to see how much you can recall about each other. Alright. Uh, wh- what either of you roll will change uh, certain information that the other player gets. So for Lokir, that is a... I got a 16. 16. Wow. Gumble, that is a 4. Gumble, you barely remember this person. <laughs> You're... <laughs> you know that... You know those moments in life wherein you know you know the person. You know you, you can remember the fact that you at some point in your life met them. But that is it. <laughs> that's... That's... That's all, that is all you remember. Uh, Lokir, actually, Gumble, uh, Gumble. I'd like you to give Lokir one embarrassing fact about Gumble that Lokir would know from his time seeing you around the university. Give it to me. <laughs> Alright. It doesn't need to be plot relevant, but it needs to be just something. Something that happened to Gumble that is relatively embarrassing. I demand something juicy. <laughs> uh, well, since, you know. I'm a 15-year-old in a university. I've uh, gotten a lot of shit for from some of the older um, students. Anything from from uh, from kick me kick me uh, science to uh, getting uh, the nastiest wedgies. Very. Jeez. Very, you truly experience what it would be like if this was not a fantasy world and you were just a college student in America. <laughs> the classic, uh, you were fairly bullied. Uh, Lokir, you know this partly because of the like maybe one or two times you've uh, like idly chatted with Gumble. He's probably like given off that vibe, and you are someone that makes a point. 
to be connected to the you know social circles around you and this is something you will have known yeah um so like going back to talking to <coughs> gumball um if you like don't remember me hi i'm dr alvinson uh i mean i used to attend the, the university i just had the i just dropped out after a few classes But yeah, I totally remember you around you're the child prodigy, right? You focused in what was that invocation? The I I I scratched my head a bit and uh, awkwardly say it's dunamancy. Dunamancy. That's a really a new field. Isn't that the magic? Of- June or <laughs> <laughs> me an arcana check to see how much you know of Dunamancy. I'll say you're trying to beat a I am smart. You're trying to beat 15 for just a base knowledge of what it is and the higher you get uh, the more you will know. I am smart, not 20. 20. <laughs> 20. Absolutely excellent. Uh for a total of 26. 26. You know quite a bit about Dunamancy. You've it's you are not uh it's not your chosen field of expertise as a wizard, I don't believe, but just it is something that has fascinated you and you've if not actively studied it as a field of academia, you've made it you've kept up with it, you know, just reading the articles that come out, that kind of thing. So, you know a significant amount of it. You know it is the magical study of uh, gravity and time you know that it is has many different uses both in terms of just general utilitarian purposes improving city works the ability to manage building construction better all those kinds of things and it has been experimented with on the field of combat in terms of using it to control the movements of forces the ability to give yourself more time to strategize it is a fairly versatile field of magic i will also say that with a natural 20 you know that there is there have been recent developments in using and storing it with certain crystals that have been discovered throughout this land that's as much as you know oh Not now, now or remember what Dunomancy is. Yeah, it's the thing that that does with time. Yes, it's the, yeah. It's the time and gravity. It's the sci-fi magic, if you will. Yeah, like I thought, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. I remember what Dunomancy is now. Say, um, what's this about? I mean, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm really hung out, hung out in a while. Uh, We haven't really hung out at all in school, so you know, it's a good time being, you know, reunited in the field of combat. The classic. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that you'd want to uh, hang out with a 15-year-old is a bit weird. <laughs> but See, I don't uh, age in that lens, okay? I don't look through that lens. Everyone's pretty equal. All right, I respect that. All right. Gumball, 
I'd just like to know, just as like for the clarification of the audience listening and just me as a DM. We know Gumball is 15. He's a child prodigy. The reason is he's, a, he's 15 years old. How? What? What kind of 15 year old does he look like? Because you know there are 15 year olds that look like they're 10 and 15 year olds that look like they're JoJo characters. Where, where does Gumball <laughs> land in that spectrum? Uh, closer towards the 10 year old. He's an honest, honest kid. A youngun, a youngun. But yes, as this conversation happens in the background, uh, Isaac, Ice, you walk up to this, uh, you walk up to this figure that is breathing on the ground and asking for your help. You see before you simple clothes, but well taken care of. This is a, this is a traveler. This is someone that's been on the road. That's someone who's used to fending for themselves and roll me a insight check please i'll say with a 15 or higher you will gain some insight as to this mrs background with a 21 uh i got a 21 excellent uh this must remind me prior to your like wanderings as a monk you were a soldier yes yep uh, Isaac, you recognize this. You recognize the fact that this is a former soldier. That this is someone that knows how to fight. They are they're built in a way that is clear that it's for combat. It's a stocky build with... It's not like bodybuilder muscles. They're, it's functional. It doesn't look good, but you it works when it needs to. And that, that, that is... So like a dad bod. Dad bod. Exactly. A brain body. Like a... Given Dismas's given Dismas's class as a way of the drunken fist monk dad bod is perfect oh, okay. so dad bod with beer gut but i'm like 21 so kind of sad that way yeah it, ah. it's, it's it's someone that's dad bodied too early but you see this you walk up uh you, do you what do you do just bandages or healing spell what do you do uh, as I speak these words and say these rhymes, cure these wounds and reverse time. And you place your hands. Dismas, you've experienced healing magic before. You are a former soldier. You know uh, healing magic is part of your part of your job. But nevertheless, it is still truly miraculous to witness it, especially on yourself. You see, as Isaac says these words and places his hands on like near your wound as he speaks the incantation you see your wounds start to like time lapse like almost start to stitch up and then scab and then the blood sort of falls away and the scab lessens and lessens and lessens and eventually just sort of peels off and what is left is a very minor scar and you'll feel much better roll nice the just so that we have the stats uh, roll the how much healing you do ice uh, I rolled for five. five. It's one d eight plus three, so uh, yeah, I got a five. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you. Heal five points. As you and then, uh, and as I, oh. yeah, no, and as I like, uh, as I like uh, observe the wound, I stand up and like awkwardly shake the hand of uh, of Isaac, like, oh, thank you, sir, thank you, and like I start to get like, uh, very like dreamy. I, are you are you a cleric? Yes, I am a cleric. Thank you for noticing. You're welcome for your good wound. My eyes like start to dilate, and like I ask, and, I, and then I ask, "Can I, can I borrow your, your mace?" 
Um, I I don't have a mace. Uh, I carry my rapier. And this mess starts like, but clerics have maces. It's <laughs> not this cleric. Not this cleric. And then uh, this mess is like, oh, I've always wanted to be a cleric, but can I just look at your weapon for a quick second? Okay, um, I unsheathed my sword, but I'm very wary about this stranger who just wants to, to look at my sword. It's just, very sexual in a weird way. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you can't just ask a man to show him your sword. That's weird. Right, right. <laughs> like, he doesn't just want to see it. He wants to kind of handle my sword. Right. I just, I just like look at. I like. I like kneel on one knee. As I like look towards the sword. Oh god, don't don't don't, don't kneel. Don't oh, kneel in front of me no, while I show no. my sword. No. <laughs> I feel I like just look at this like your shimmering sword and I tell myself, that is amazing. And then I like I like shake his hand again like really like, awkwardly. And I tell him I I tell him I I'm Dismas, I'm a I'm a monk and I'm aspiring to become a, a cleric, just like you. Oh, uh, I'm Isaac Muff. I am a cleric. And you might want to follow my god. My god is. Let's go It's my god! <laughs> oh, what a, what a devout cleric. My god is. Ah, uh, that's. My god is. Ah, uh, is the phrase of a true and faithful person, you know? This is oh my god. god. No, no, no. I, ha I have a god. I just forgot yeah, about Is it Tempest? Okay. Tempest. Um, I am a cleric, and my god is Tempest. And I, and I like, want to follow him. I take out my notebook and like, Tempest. Interesting. Dismas, okay, I'll think about that. Dismas, I would like you to roll me a history check because... Oh boy. Uh, you're trying to beat a 14 here. Because uh, just to see how much you know about the Mouth Clan. Because they are fairly well known. You know that they exist. But i like to see how much you know about them. I'm telling you right now, Dismas is as dumb as a brick. Okay, this will be interesting then. Oh, 17. 17. Hey, you have a minus one to intelligence. You are dumb as a brick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but yes. You know... Uh, you know quite a bit about the Moth Clan. Uh, they are, you know... What, what you know and what everyone else who knows of their existence knows. They are the clan that rules the... The southern sort of edge of Toaldan. So... They rule everything from about here, about this village, all the way down to the coast. And their power sort of ebbs and flows throughout the thing. Uh, but their power is really consolidated in the coast and the seas of Toaldan. That is their claim to fame, I suppose you would say. That is the thing that they are good at in the Toaldan Empire. Is that they are excellent sailors and they have an, uh, an incredible knowledge of maritime technology uh, naval navigation all of that stuff that's that's their thing you know what that... would... yes sorry what would be their alignment in general for the clan it's a it's a clan it's there's going to be good people and bad people but overall they've served the empire loyally there haven't been many there haven't been many like political scandals they ha they ha they have had their fair share but nothing out of the ordinary so fairly Fairly good, you would say. In fact, yeah. given their 
tendency to want to assist in terms of maritime affairs, their ability to negotiate with the several pirate factions. You would say they're on the better end of the political power scale, you know? They're, they're relatively good. Gotcha, gotcha. Finally, you would know that they are very wealthy. The fact that they control the trade, especially between the other two nations, they are rich as shit. So, that's, that is what you know. Nice, nice, gotcha. You see before you, apparently, a member of the clan. And like, I just like, take note of that in my notebook too. And like, as I close it, I ask Isaac, are those two your friends or are just like uh, acquaintances? Uh, definitely not my friends. Maybe not even acquaintances. I just saw them around the fair. Seems like they're decent people though. They fought the goats with us. That's true. They're like, are you like near us, uh, Loki in the gumble? We like go towards them. They're about yeah, they're about fifteen feet away. You can just sort of like uh saunter up. Do you want to like introduce yourself with them, Isaac, or uh yeah sure. Um I I walk towards which one is closer? They're talking. Like I I can I think I can overhear them. I come up to them before they can come because power play. <laughs> I say, um Thank you for helping us, or us helping you, however you want to view it as, in fighting the crazed goats. Now we can eat dinner. We all help the people. Uh, even so, I would like to treat you to, to, uh, to drinks. I, I, I have a habit of like uh, getting close and introducing myself to people who I find very useful i would say very gallant very gallant except for the useful part i think that's kind of manipulative but for for the drinks for the drinks i will thank you uh that's uh friend of mine and point towards uh gumball and i gestured gumball like come on over here friend this is is my best friend and You, you you see me uh, still um, some distance away from Loki as he beckons me over. Um, you see me writing down something on my notepad. I mumble to myself, Gumbel's Log 19th of Kythorn. Initial tests of temporal superpositioning functionality have gone remarkably well. Notify Professor Feynman once I get back to the university and I hear Lokir uh, refer to me as his best friend and to which I say uh, you, you you seem nice but I wouldn't go that far just yet damn um, finally that guy yeah uh, aren't, you, aren't you too young to be drinking alcohol young man uh, I mean, I could, I could, you know, uh, jazz up my, uh, my, my, my appearance, so it wouldn't be a problem. Okay, just to clarify, we do not condone, do not condone minors drinking alcohol. Do not drink alcohol. Yeah. Of the RP, of the RP. 
for the RP, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what would? Because yes, again, this is a this is this is it's a it's a child, it's a kid. It's just a, yes, no, this no, is, no, hi, hi, this is a 15-year-old. Yes, Why no. don't we just get you juice and put it in something that the equivalent of a sippy cup and with a straw? Wow. How about this? Give me a sigh exasperatedly and say, uh, couldn't, couldn't it at least be a mocktail or something? Okay, yeah, that, 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 that sounds... Yeah, I'm sure they have mocktails here. I... Are you... I need to figure out whether or not this fantasy world I've created has mocktails. You know what? I'm, I'm ruling it that mocktails exist. Exist. The fat and it doesn't. Uh, I can't really drink. It's it's like part of my journey. I think. He's like confused if he wants to drink or not. I could watch you guys drink though. I mean, you could also drink a mocktail. What's a Mocktail. Um, that is a good question because mocktails exist in in Earth, but we aren't in Earth. So, Mister DM, what exactly is a mocktail, and why is it called a mocktail? I will say mocktails and cocktails exist. In fact, I will. Uh, I won't say they're super common, but they are. They do exist. They are. There has been a sort of. I'll say it's less common in Thowaldan, the nation you are in. You're perhaps in Villaand, where they're a bit more hoity-toity, who keep the kids safe. Cocktails are more of a thing, but Thowaldan tends to just let the kids drink. <laughs> but they Damn. exist. They exist. They're a thing that is has been made. You know, it is just they exist. Uh, Loki wanted to uh, ask something. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> just dead face. Loki, what your? Oh, uh, what's the legal drinking age? Eighteen. Were not... I mean... I've. It's it's eighteen. <laughs> some things are just normal. It's a fantasy world, but some things are just normal. So children can go adventuring when they're teenagers, but they can't drink. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay, it didn't cause question. any weirdness in Pokemon. I don't think it shouldn't cause any weirdness here. Yeah. To, to be clear, Ash is 32. Ash has been 10 for 22 years. Anyway, no, back into the editors keep this in because it's funny, but also let's get back to the fact that are you going to let the kid drink? <laughs> or is the child... I, I do not... I, I do not condone minor... Yeah. Alcoholism. Uh, Gumble. Does Gumble drink? Does Gumble drink like regularly? Is it, uh, or, or are they someone that's fairly, you know, is it just the social pressure? What is, what, what's going on in Gumble's head here? He's never had a drop okay. of a double snack to her. That's why he's so keen to oh, try it for the first time. It's the opportunity to, mom isn't around, that kind of thing. Yeah. I see, I see. It's a dream. Um, with that then, given that that's what you're doing, uh, who was the one that offered a drink? Lokir, I'd like you to roll me an insight check. And I will say, uh, and this will be against Gumble's deception check. So Gumble, roll me a deception check as well, please. That's a 
not exactly great, but Gumball could ro roll lower. Ah. You're minus one in charisma checks as well? Yeah. You are. He's a kid. Okay. Uh, but the. Fortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what, how you're viewing the situation, Loki, you do not realize that Gumball hasn't had a drink before. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so will you like I, I <clears throat> just gonna for the viewers this is in character but this is not me as first yes will, will you uh, we're playing, we're <laughs> drinking with us we're playing characters we don't necessarily condone dr don't drink kids we don't enable minors no underage drinking yeah and so. also alcohol tastes bad it does exactly Tastes like doo-doo. Yes. It's just the worst. It's just, yeah, it tastes like doo-doo. Anyway, uh, Gumball, this man that you've met about twice at university and then once again now, who is now calling you his best friend, <laughs> offers you a drink. Do you accept? I gladly accept, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. And so, in episode three, the disasters are already happening. This is great. As Let's go. As as this happens, you all hear something sort of because at this point you've been speaking for maybe like uh, ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. You hear that the chaos has sort of died down around you. Either people have chilled out or have just run away far enough that you can't hear them freaking out. But something, another sound enters your enters your hearing. Another sound uh, pierces the night. It is the sound familiar to several of you, probably familiar to most of you. It's the sound of armored boots slowly making their way towards the tent. Uh, a moment passes, more steps. Roll me... Anyone who's trying to pay attention, roll me a perception check to see if you can figure out how many people are coming in. And uh, you're trying to beat 16 here. This is a relatively harder sort of check. Okay, that's a 17 for Lokir. Is that a 12 Gumball? 12, yeah. Yeah, uh, this must got a 19. That's fairly high. Isaac, what did you get? I got a 1. I got a nat 1. Isaac is temporarily just deaf. You don't hear the boots. <laughs> but, uh, what are boots even? What are boots? Boots? Never heard of her. Lokir and Dismas, uh, you recognize, uh, especially Lokir, you just know, just because you are fairly perceptive, and Dismas, you know because of your experience as a soldier, this is one person. And uh, a moment passes, the boots sort of stop in front of the tent, you hear like someone drawing a long sword, not in an aggressive way, but in a just like a sort of cautious, that slow hiss of the metal against the leather. And hello, is anyone in there? Yeah, I'm coming in. If, okay, if you have weapons, please keep them low. Okay, I, I raised my note slightly higher than before. I keep my hands very low. And you I finished the, the, the alcoholic drink in one go before they even get in. 
Jesus. Like you're trying to hide it from our fuck adults. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with that, you all see like the tip of a the the tip of a sword, sort of just poke in, and then like move the move the the curtain, the the entrance to the stand aside. And the uh, a man walks towards you. This man is. Stockily built, maybe only about five six or five seven, uh, but they are wide set. They have a their hair is in a kind of like it's shaved on the sides, but the top is fairly long and it's brought up into a man bun. And they have a like it's black with sort of hints of auburn in it. And they have they are armored head to toe. Well, well, not head. Their head is clear. They don't have a helmet on, but they have full plate sort of in the red and gold that signifies uh, status and import in the empire of Noldan and sort of enters the tent slowly walks towards you sees the three goats and sees you all just hanging about and sort of relaxes that relaxes upon seeing that the major threat has been you know the threat that had been reported has been dealt with but it's still relatively cautious, like... Uh, if you don't mind me asking, I don't think any of you are locals. Who are who are all of you? I... I'm the first one to, like, talk and... I stand my hand. Hello, greetings. We are... The saviors of this fine establishment. <laughs> uh, we are all... <laughs> we're all, like, best friends, you see. Although the best friend line is a lie, I will say this is a persuasion check, just to like sort of gain the trust of this individual. Yeah, hold up. Persuasion is plus six. That's a nine. That's a nine. He he does not. The sword point does not waver. It just pointed towards you. Now, saviors, you say. Well then, I suppose we'll have to chat about that. My name is uh, local defender Desnell Redford. Talk to me about what happened, and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode.